Welcome to this week's podcast. We have a really exciting team on from the Brisbane Lions. We've got Zach Bailey, plays midfield forward, and we have Melanie Olson, who is their dietitian. So we're going to talk all things AFL. How are you guys? Uh, yeah, well, thank you. Yep, going well. Going well. Let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. <laughs> Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, the world of fit, happy, healthy, and we're going to throw on the end of that all about the Lions, and we've got two really good people from the team. We've been with the Lions since, does anyone know, like it's been a while now, five years, about five years we've been playing with the Lions as an official partner? Well, if we don't know, no one else knows, let's call it five years, and we'll just all agree and nod that's been about that long. And Melly, I want to have a chat with you at first, because it's really cool we get athletes on, but we don't really get to talk to their experts and their dietitians and that in in a lot of this place, and I really want to talk to you, why... Why did you go to AFL? As a dietitian, you have a lot of options on what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I guess when I first graduated as a dietitian, I've always had a sporting background. So I always wanted to work with athletes, yep. um, particularly because, you know, you can improve performance through through nutrition. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I started off down with the Waratahs and, and the Dragons down in Sydney. Yep. And then coming to Brisbane was coming home for me. So I was really lucky to get the role with the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, nice. And Zach, how's working at the Lions? Like, let's not talk footy yet, but from a perspective of an elite athlete, is it really good for those people out there to, you know, know that there are Melanies and all these type of people in that structure? Because AFL is renowned for having a big set of assets behind its, its players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, it's great to have those people at the club. Obviously, when we come in, we're not all experts around our nutrition, diet, and, and that sort of stuff. So to have people like Melanie at the lines is great for us. Melanie, from a perspective of the, the dietetics side again, can you throw some, like, what, what do you actually do with AFL players? Like you said, you can change performance, and that's great because I'm 100% supportive of that myself. What do you actually do pre-game, and, and what are some of the rituals that you have in place with the players? I guess the um, reason why I like working in sport, and particularly AFL, is because our role as a sports dietitian is so varied. So we're not only – we're trying to improve performance through pre-game, pre-game nutrition, post-game nutrition, but also from a day-to-day perspective. Um, so if their nutrition is not on point from a day-to-day perspective, it can often uh, – it will impact on the game also. Um, we then look at hydration and then there's the factor of, you know, food is uh, a cultural aspect of the club as well. So um, we're always um, looking at what meals that we can provide the players, um, education tools that we can um, kind of support them with as well. Is that like how the players keep their six pack? Is that what you're talking about? Because that's a uh, common I misconception. I would say In performance sport is you need a six pack. Like, <laughs> no, there's a lot of uh, body shaming, a lot of body issues, a lot of, you know, when you're an elite athlete, there's a lot of pressure to not just be a great athlete, but there's an expectation you have a look and you often see in social media, oh, look at him, he's holding a few kilos, no wonder he's having a bad game and all that type of thing. Do you, do you spend a lot of time with athletes on that? that mental side of nutrition as well? Um, yes, and it's definitely taken a different kind of priority over the last couple of years. I mean, we used to really think of body composition as being really um, dependent on performance, and now we understand that it's more around fueling well and making sure the players are recovering well more than you know what their 
what they're looking like or what their body composition is. So it really is quite an individual piece as to where a player will perform best at. And how does it work for you? Like if somebody wants to live keto or carnivore or something that's trending, how do you as a dietitian adapt yourself to like player requirements in that space? I'm actually lucky we haven't had anyone um, wanting to go keto. I think that was two to three years ago. Um, I did have that fairly often. Um, but I mean, what, what we do is you just speak to the player around why they want to you know, follow or adapt to a certain way of eating and then relate it to their performance goals as to, um, you know, whether it would be a good or good idea or not. Um, and then also just, um, I guess, meeting them halfway. Also finding, you know, things that they can do um, that will make make a difference to, to their performance. Yeah, nice. Zach, let's talk footy for a while and let's chat about you. So you were number 15 draft in the 2017 AFL, is that right? Yeah. Mate, let's be honest. What was that like as like as a young kid? Were you an AFL all the way through? Like, was that everything you always wanted to be from day one? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, ever since I was a kid uh, and had a footy in my hand, I loved the game and played footy, yeah, through from five to, to 18 and absolutely loved it. My dad played footy and he's the one who put a footy in our hand and yeah, just fell in love with the game and always wanted to, to be an AFL footballer. Uh, growing up in NT, they used to have a couple AFL games up there and I'd just sit in the in the stand and, and watch them and think that maybe one day I could be there. And um, so, yeah, to, to think that I was drafted to the prison is, is an amazing feeling. And mate, was it hard to be found from the Northern Territory to make it into the AFL? Like it is a bit of a breeding uh, ground for AFL players too, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it is a bit harder there, uh, obviously up and down compared to, say, Victoria. But um, that I ended up moving to Adelaide when I was 15 uh, to pursue footy. Yep. Um, there's, a, there's a little bit more uh, attention down there, I guess. So I went to school in Adelaide when I was 15 and um, did a couple of years of, of boarding school there and uh, was lucky enough to play for NT. And then they did a joint sort of um, Queensland, New South Wales NT side, which I played, played in and um, was was drafted out of there, so I sort of sort of had to make the move out of NT to get noticed a little bit more. Mate, you made your debut in round three against Richmond at the MCG. That must have been epic. Oh, it was un- unbelievable. Um, thinking back to that game, probably not one I wanted to remember. We ended up losing by ninety four points, but oh, I just remember much. being <laughs> yeah, well, I just remember being out there and um, just loving every moment, even though we were were getting smashed. Uh, it was sort of a dream come true, and especially at the MCG, the home of football, to be out there playing against uh, Richmond was was an, an amazing experience and um, one that I'll never forget. Yeah, it's awesome, mate. I love talking to athletes and I get to, uh, lucky I get the chance to talk to them and I always, you know, n- normally not on a podcast, I ask, how was it that moment that you ran out? Like, did you have a little spew? Did you, were you worried about tripping over or were you just, this is the best, let me on, I cannot wait to rip in? Uh, it was probably the last one. I, I think I started on the bench, so I wasn't in the game for probably the first six minutes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, standing on the bench line, it was, it was a, a bit like that when I ran on. It was sort of, uh, yeah, just a dream come true. And, um, yeah, like I said, the, the game didn't go how we wanted to, but just being out there was amazing. And what was it like to step up to the AFL, like intensity-wise, just crowds, the whole? The whole? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty big jump. Uh, going from sort of school footy and uh, under-18s to AFL footy, it's a massive jump in intensity and, yeah, it, quite a bit of a shock to me. And 
uh, I guess playing at the MCG, there was a bit of a, a, a big crowd and um, it is pretty nerve wracking. But I think once you're in the game and once you get your first touch and yeah, you sort of you sort of get through the game, you um, you know, sort of go away and, and you just play footy. Yeah, I love it. And Melanie, what's it like? The guys run anywhere from 12 to 20 Ks on game day, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. So how are you feeding them before a game? What type of things are you doing to ensure that they're fueled? Yeah, I guess we do prioritize pre-game nutrition. Pre-game nutrition is certainly important, but um, we can bring this back even further and make sure nutrition is on point from the day-to-day yeah. um, because you can never really make significant changes in the hours leading up to a game. That's um, great advice, actually. That's yeah. really good advice. <laughs> a player that has you know a poor diet throughout the week um so i'd say pre pre-game nutrition really begins in the 24 to 48 hours before the game also priorities during this time being regular meals and snacks um with a focus on carbohydrate and hydration so the body prefers carbohydrate to fuel high intensity exercise and um obviously the best way to limit dehydration during a game is to come in well hydrated. Like I suppose you wouldn't be experienced players, right? You have a sense of, you know, how you feel on field when you have executed your game day nutrition well, um, compared to when, you know, you've had a had a poor lead up. Um, but yeah, what happens in in the sheds? So we basically just want to make sure that we have carbohydrates readily available for the players um, before and during a match. So our pre-game table or favorites, um, lollies, the sour worms, fruit, banana bread, waffles, cliff bars. Um, and then we God, also so many use, people um, want to be AFL players right so now. Many, I can tell. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we use sports foods as well um, energy gels, Gatorades, Cliff Blocks. Um, some players prefer to bring their own snacks. So I think everyone's seen um, Wilmot's. Aldi's microwave yeah. rice. That's um, he really enjoys that, which which is great. Um, but but yeah, players are burning through energy quickly, so we need to make sure these um, items are available before the game and then during quarter time as well. Yeah, you will see sometimes a player's average speed and acceleration will actually decrease um, in the third and fourth quarters if they haven't topped up um, carbohydrates throughout the game. So yeah, absolutely optimal nutrition can make a difference to the score at the end of the day. Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo, and if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market you should try the new body science moose range greg you better be testing those mate they're getting drug tested got you covered and do you find a lot of people suffer with trying to eat pre and during game yeah absolutely yeah some players find it difficult to eat before a game and at the end of the day it just comes down to practice so the gut will adapt and i guess part of my role is working individually with the players and helping them progress towards um, a nutrition plan that allows them to play their best game so generally we'll start with smaller amounts of carbohydrate three to four hours before and then gradually bring it a little closer towards towards the towards kickoff while we're talking about pre-game and in the locker rooms and stuff Zach, you're going to share some some funny stories about the boys around you pre-game. Like, it, I've been in a lot of dressing sheds, and it, and it can be the worst place to stand in in <laughs> that moment, or it can be the, it can be the most entertaining place you've ever been leading into a, a game. Yeah, uh, I don't know about pre-game. There's it's pretty serious pre-game, and a lot of people have their their routine, so not a lot not a lot of uh, mucking around goes on pre-game. But a couple of stories like through the week. I think yesterday Richie was uh, about to hop in his car, Daniel Rich, and someone had ended up getting three bags of the uh, you know like the the playball uh, the the playballs the plastic ones. Yes. Yeah. So three bags of those loaded it up, and he's in the front of his car, and he went and opened it, and they all came flying out. <laughs> So that was pretty funny. And I think last year, Mitch Robinson was growing out a rat's tail. And uh, I think Reese Matheson came and came up behind him and chopped it off when he wasn't ready So uh, and ran off with that. And that didn't end too well. So uh, there are a couple of funny moments that, 
And I remember. That's gold. And mate, with your journey with the Lions and, and talking serious footing, how do you think the game's evolving? Like, are you, do you love as a player where the AFL is going? Not not the AFL management, but the actual game itself? Yeah, I, I think it's going in the right direction. Um, all, the, all the teams at the moment are, are pretty evenly balanced. Um, any team can be any team and... Um, you just got to you just show up on the day. So I really like where it's heading, and I think from our perspective, we've uh, we've been in some pretty good form over the last couple of years, and and done really well. So yeah, Melanie, for you as a, a dietitian, in you know, it's a pretty intense sport. It's when, when you look at the, the data on an AFL player, it, there's not many sports that trumpet really on on game day. Do you see a lot of need to increase like product development in that space or do you think it's a really simple process these days of getting the macros right for a player? I think think we've definitely got there's always scope for more for more products of course especially in in the sports space but I think it's it's all there to be honest and you, because nutrition doesn't that doesn't need to be complicated mm, um, we've really just got to simply yeah follow a repeatable framework um, that kind of works within someone's lifestyle so you know an athlete um, may have higher energy needs and and someone who isn't playing sport, but at the end of the day, that framework is very, very similar, and it's just um, making sure that we're hitting all the nutrition, nutrition basics. Yeah. You discussed that you know we need to keep it simple, and and the, the basis is there for the future of sports nutrition in AFL. But the guys lead a busy schedule, training, games, short period turnarounds. I can only assume that this is a real pain in the ass for you. But do you find yourself <laughs> chasing players around to make sure that nutri- the meals are nutritious? And um, somebody's actually said to me the word food ninja here and I'm going to go are you little food ninja running around the dressing sheds going I want you to stay in this game we're here to win let's do this or do you get the look you get different reactions <laughs> from everyone I mean yeah yeah and no um, there's some players that may need a little bit more help than others um, but I mean as a general overview we've got you know a few strategies at the club which really help us to stay focused on nutrition or really just have it front of mind. Um, I guess we've made nutrition a real part of our culture. The lines, we're lucky to have um, that out in Springfield. We have the Wilds Cafe Chef preparing nutritious meals for the players on yeah, big nice. training days. Um, the boys also have ingredients to make recovery smoothies after sessions. So, um, yeah, not only ensures that players are eating well to perform during these important sessions, but gives them a few ideas around what they can pre- prepare themselves at home as well. Um, and I think what we've done really well also is that we ask players to bring their own lunches on quieter training days. Um, so this often starts conversations. Um, and let's face it, athletes are pretty competitive. So they're always trying to up up each other in that way. And they yeah have some really good conversations around, you know, what's, what's what for lunch. But, but yeah, the schedule can be pretty hectic. So I found that, and, you know, nutrition can be complex um, web of information. There's a lot out there. So we just prioritize the obstacles that make the largest difference on field um, and just have those as small education pieces throughout the season. So, yeah, I found that over time and experience with different clubs, it's just about having those hallway conversations rather than long presentations as such. Um, and the and the players will, um, yeah, be really open about asking questions when I'm when I'm out um, at the club as well. Yeah, we also have a WhatsApp group so the boys can chat, share thoughts, ask questions on that as well. And then um, we just keep all nutrition info in a bit of a resource box as well. Yeah, nice. Zach, what's your go-to meal, mate? What are you good at? Cooking. Yeah. Well, we do HelloFresh, so basically all the food gets delivered to us and we just have to put it together. Smart. Good player and smart. (laughs) Uh, A pesto pasta. 
it's pretty easy, but that's one of my go-tos, bit of lasagna, spag bog. Yeah. That's a good thing about being an AFL player. You're real. Look, just listen to the food that you've been talking about and, and the brands you ripped in earlier on too. Like, I, there's a whole lot of young kids out there that want to be AFL players. I can tell because the food style is very similar to what most young kids are eating now. So, Zach, you've just played a game and obviously you give everything on the field. What is what is Melanie running at you with after the game in the dressing sheds to make sure that you'll be back up for training sessions next week? Post-game, there's... Um, those protein protein shakes. We've got Gatorades, waters, um, ready to go. We get a post-game uh, feed, which is usually probably something uh, a little bit unhealthy, but it's good to get a bit of food in straight after the game. And yeah, that, that's pretty much what we do. And then um, over the next couple of days after that, just make sure we get we get our diet right and get ready for the next week. So Melly, what are you trying to aim for at post-game? Like what is it as a dietitian who, you know, one person calls it unhealthy, one person calls it calories? Like <laughs> where, where are we going to play in this space with you? What are you looking for? Uh, look, what, what we're trying to do is just recover ASAP because what you can actually, I mean, if we're not recovering as soon as possible, you can can get a domino effect and then that leads into the next game, next um, week of training not being as good as it possibly could be. So yeah. three keywords, we just go repair, replenish and rehydrate. So yeah, we absolutely chase the boys with the body science protein drinks. Um, after after games with um, 30 grams of protein and fluid, we're just hitting a double whammy with yeah. um, two primary recovery goals and kickstarting muscle repair. And then after that, the balance players will have a balanced meal with an emphasis on carbohydrates. So I guess they can be things like, you know, your burgers, burritos are really good options, sometimes pasta or rice-based dishes, the chicken pesto pasta. Did you say pasta. Doritos? Oh, no. <laughs> burritos. Oh, burritos. Sorry. Burritos. I thought, what if you um, them Yeah, so... <laughs> And that, then I guess similar to pregame nutrition as well. We've got to remember that post-game recovery continues um, 24 to 48 hours. So we are um, we are advocating for the fact that the players are eating well in the in the days after the game as well. So just on average, because I mean every player is different, it's all the whole of self science. What type of calories are you putting into the boys like around a game? Ah, oh, to be honest, it's um yeah, as you said, said very very different. Yeah. Um, and the energy requirements vary quite a lot depending on you know a game day versus a recovery day versus you know a double training session day. So, um, we really work on um just making sure that we're well fueled before, during, and after. And we don't. I wouldn't normally count calories as such on a game day. Let everyone remembers Michael Phelps saying he had like fourteen thousand calories a day or something, and everyone went, "Wow." And, yeah, I mean, um, I think. I definitely have heard that some players can be up at 16,000 to 20,000 wow. kilojoules per, per day on like a heavy training day, especially during pre-season. So, um, but yeah, if you can imagine the training load varies quite a lot. So does the energy, so do the energy yeah, requirements. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Everyone's, yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's interesting that, you know, like you're talking people playing footy, like how many people actually think that food is so, and nutrition is so necessary in this space? Like, And when, when you're talking about your lives, Zach, are you, are you thinking about... Like when when you go through the process of rehab and food, are you taught are you as a player? Are you thinking this is this is my job? I need to do that like a an F one car, or are you thinking I want longevity in the game? Like what what keeps you motivated to stay compliant? Well, I think you got to find a balance. Uh, I think most AFL footballers are pretty pretty good with their diets, but on the on the odd occasion, you're allowed to you treat yourself. It's not all about just uh, maintaining the same sort of diet for as long as possible. I think you you probably need oh, an unhealthy meal every now and then just to sort of uh, maintain it. One for the brain. I just want to say thanks, Zach, Melanie, for coming on board once again. 
big fans of the Lions. Really keen to see you guys holding up that trophy. Yeah, I'm keen for that. Thanks for being coming on board. Appreciate your time. I know it's always tough. You, you know, you train hard and you've got really busy schedules and it's always appreciated. Thanks so much. Thanks, yeah, heaps. Cheers.